Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast Radio. Well, I share everybody's fear, um, dread at what's already happened, uh, and the 3,000 Palestinian dead, the 1,400 Israelis dead, and the death toll cha- uh, changing and increasing all the time. Uh, also, obviously, uh, almost 200 kidnapped men, women and children uh, in Gaza. It is a frightening, frightening situation. But I'm fearful of what is to come. If there is a ground invasion um, of Gaza, I think it will be a catastrophe that we haven't seen in our lifetime. And that really has to be avoided. So any diplomatic maneuver is to be absolutely welcomed. Uh, I think it's um, a surprising move for the President of the United States to go into what is effectively uh, a live war zone uh, to arrive in Jerusalem when rockets are landing. Uh, And I hope that it's based on the work being done over the last number of days by the US Secretary of State uh, who has been doing shuttle diplomacy um, between the government of Israel and all the neighboring states and with the Palestinian authorities. Hopefully, Uh, some measure of calm can be restored, although I think tensions are so high, I'm fearful that the best efforts of everybody uh, will be unable to do that. But we just have to, as Ireland, be a voice for restraint, for peace and for hope. That's been our traditional position. Um, People might say, well, Ireland is a very tiny country on the periphery and nobody listens to us. But we have been influential. And I think we have to use our voice now, building at the EU and building within the United Nations, um, a coalition of voices calling for restraint. Ultimately, uh, what is Israel uh, going to achieve by the invasion of Gaza? Obviously, they are grievously wounded by the assault on their people. Um, I mean, the butchery carried out by Hamas is inexcusable. But if there is a a ground invasion now, it puts back the prospects of a permanent solution, I think, for generations. And ultimately, there must be an accommodation based on the UN resolutions of decades ago, based on the Oslo Accords that were worked out between Israel and the PLO in 1993, where there would be a two-state solution where the Palestinian people would have their own right of independence and free living, and Israel would would have that right. And the extreme voices that want either the complete destruction of Israel or the complete destruction of Palestine, they must be overcome by the, the louder voices of peace to allow people to live for generations, I hope, in some level of harmony. Now, I know that's um, a tall order right now, okay. but we can hope and pray for peace. I spoke to Carl Burry, Deputy Carl Burry, who is, of course, an ex-Irish Ranger, and he took us uh, right into what it's like to be a soldier on the front line in those situations. He talked about his own experiences in Lebanon, etc. Um, but he called for calm and he called for a, an intermediary to act to try and bring a resolution. Who do you think that intermediary should be, Brendan? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, the dominant force of the world is still the United States. Um, they're the voice that Israel listens to and probably uh, very few others does Israel listen to because they arm them uh, and they uh, give them support. So the United States is a key player. And I I thank God that Joe Biden is the president um, and not his predecessor right now in some of the utterances he has made. Um, While the United States, for 
political reasons and historic reasons will stand four square with Israel. The voices of Joe Biden calling for restraint, calling for compliance with the rules of war, uh, calling for the application of international law uh, is the only constraint I can see currently being applied. And uh, I hope they will be peace brokers. But ultimately, there will have to be some intervention. And whether it is from a coalition of neighbouring Arab states, um, whether it is from the United Nations itself, um, some voices that can say the attack by Hamas, it was savage, unacceptable. The kidnapping of men, women and children is savage and unacceptable and those hostages should be released immediately. Uh, and at the same time, we must now begin the process of building a permanent solution there. And what has gone on for decades uh, with the isolation of the people of Palestine in basically um, an area the size of Laud, uh, controlled and corralled in by Israel for decades, uh, and the occupation of the West Bank, and now over recent decades, the plantation of the West Bank to deny the possibility of a two-state solution uh, is a policy that is absolutely failed and has to be reversed. You have travelled in your time uh, to various conflicts, most recently to Ukraine. How does this conflict differ, say, from the conflict in Ukraine and other conflicts that you visited in your time as a deputy? Well, this is um, this is the, the most enduring and long standing conflict uh, that I can recall probably in the world. I mean, this goes back to the very foundation of the state of Israel in 1948, uh, when it was expected then that there would be two states, Israel and Palestine. Uh, and it's an enduring battleground ever since. People will recall the Six-Day War of 1967, uh, when neighboring countries uh, wanted to wipe out Israel, or the Yom Kippur War of 1973, but there has been ongoing peace efforts. Some came really close to solving this conflict in a way that would be acceptable, like the Oslo Accords uh, that were brokered, um, to give a, a, a separate state for Israel and a separate state for Palestine to live side by side. Unfortunately, none of these um, peace initiatives ha have actually worked. And now the more radicalized um, uh, militia in Hamas uh, is dominant in Gaza and has struck out, I think, deliberately to be as vicious as possible, uh, knowing that there would be a terrible backlash. But in your introduction, you rightly say, we don't know where this is going to end, because there are malevolent actors in that region. Iran, obviously, sponsor um, Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon, and we have 300 plus troops uh, on the border of Lebanon and Israel, ourselves, Ireland, uh, with other international troops from the United Nations. Um, there is a great fear that Hezbollah, which is armed by um, Iran, which is uh, has weaponry much more powerful uh, than Hamas, uh, might open a second front against Israel. And other nations then in the neighborhood could well be um, drawn in yeah. to what potentially is an unimaginable war. All right. Well, look, we'll conclude as we started by getting your thoughts. Like the world watches and waits and they fear escalation. Do you think it can be averted? I, I pray it can. Um, I pray that wise counsel will persuade Israel not 
to have a ground invasion of Gaza because a ground war will have carnage for everybody, but particularly the innocent. Uh, I mean, men, women and children are the ones that are dying with the raining of bombs, the um, cutting off of the, the means of living, water, electricity, uh, means that hospitals are going to close down in the next couple of days. Uh, these are war crimes, to be honest. Um, you cannot deprive civilian population of the means to live. And the order for a million people to move from the north of Gaza to the south of Gaza, uh, where there is just no capacity in the south, to give them shelter or to give them the means of surviving um, is also unconscionable in my judgment. Uh, so I hope that after the fury that Israel uh, has felt uh, from the attacks of Hamas, uh, that that fury will abate because the consequences of an ongoing conflict and certainly of a ground conflict in Gaza are just too horrible to even think about. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Southeast.